This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer and I am so excited to kick off this week With a returning guest, a fellow podcast host Who is, as of today, a fellow Betches podcast host. Please welcome the host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It is Ryan Bailey. Yes, I am so excited to be. I have I have coffee coursing through my veins. <laughs> it's Monday. It's raining. I couldn't be more excited to be here. We recorded an episode of your podcast a yeah. couple hours ago. Your coffee has now been uh, fully drank. F- fully drank. Yeah, we're ready to go. Yes, we have stuff to talk about. There's the Shannon, a Shannon Bedore DUI that we'll get to in a minute. But I, I want to talk to you about Lindsay and Carl because I haven't gotten to, to break down the, the full news yet. And that statement that Lindsay posted on Thursday or Friday, whatever day that was, God. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's tough. No matter if you like her as a character on that show or you don't like her, yeah. what she is going through, even if there is reason for Carl to do any of this, which is yet to be determined, it's really heartbreaking what she wrote. Yeah. So I I, I have her statement here. And this is after. So if you haven't been keeping up with this, how dare you? But <laughs> basically, the timeline, you know, a couple of weeks ago now, we get sources and rumors that Carl has broken up with Lindsay, that cameras were called to the premises and it was done on camera. So then early last week, we get this leaked letter, email, whatever, that Carl had written to their wedding guests. guests. Because they were supposed to be getting married in Mexico, I believe, this fall. And so he had written this whole letter to everyone who was supposed to come to the wedding, basically being like, sorry, I know this is so inconvenient. (laughs) My bad. My bad. I encourage you guys to Still take that vacation, <laughs> but <laughs> it is a beautiful area this time of year, guys, no matter if we're in love or not. So this was, I mean, you're sending this to what, a hundred people on your guest list. Of course it was leaked, you know. Yeah. Is Paige on that list? Like, are you, of course somebody's going to leak that. So this, this letter was leaked in full. It was it, to People Magazine to too, People which Magazine. is a reputable source. Yeah. So as of that time, Lindsay had still not been heard from in the wake of the alleged breakup. But late last week, she puts out this statement on Instagram. It's like two two slides of text. But a couple of the quotes, I just bolded. She said, the last two weeks have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life. My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me. And I've had a hard time making sense of it all with no answers or closure on why. I feel humiliated by how it went down and simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. Um, And then in the next paragraph, she says, this was not my decision. And I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. I have spent the last couple of weeks finding my own closure and peace. Uh, She thanks her 
best friends who have not left her side. She's been picking up the pieces of her heart and life every day from the fallout. And, and the other thing too, it, it, the, the, the top paragraph said about this has been her best friend for eight years. Not only the loss, grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone I considered my best friend for eight years. It's, this is deep. And I think the gushy babeness of their relationship on the show maybe made it easy to minimize like the amount of Shit and also the amount that been through together, the but, amount that we've seen Lindsay go through with other guys yeah. made it like, you know, oh, you've never made me a sandwich, all of that stuff. You know, when this is like real pain and Carl, the other thing, Carl's statement that went out to the email to the guests, he said, Lindsay and I and Lindsay went not in this statement, but before said, I had no part in this email. Yeah, it's it's really tough. And I think. Whatever you thought of them as a couple, obviously it was easy to be like, how real is this? But I think this type of statement, it's like, uh, just on a human level, it's like, God damn, this is, this is rough. And if you're a Bravo fan and we just experienced Scandaval, which is, is, you know, it's very different. We don't know exactly what happened with Carl. We're yet to be determined, but they already hit you with uh, cameras are back up. Yeah. And then also you realize once you hear that kind of pain or read that kind of pain, you're like, wow, Lindsay's going to have to experience this all over again because there's no doubt in my mind that we will see scenes from Carl that she will have no idea that he had filmed talking about their relationship. And she will be hurt all over again after she started to pick up the pieces and heal because Summer House isn't ready for another, what, three, four months? That's, I think, the biggest difference between this and Scandival. First of all, we don't know what Carl may or may not have done. So we don't know if there is really a scandal per se in terms of cheating or whatever else might have caused this. But we also are not in season on this show right now. They've just finished filming for the season. So they have full creative reign, I guess, to kind of craft this story into a compelling season of television. Whereas with Scandaval, they, I mean, they, they really did what they could with a wild schedule and turnaround and, yeah. you know, everybody get your asses back to WeHo. We got to film some more stuff. This really now is going to be the story of the season, I would assume. Yeah, because now we'll be watching with that second eye that we or the third eye that we have, like we did with uh, the, Scandaball. The famous second eye. <laughs> the famous, <laughs> you know, you people with your one eyes out there. You, no, like we watched then Scandaball from a whole different lens. Yeah. We went back and goes, oh, he's looking at Rachel in this scene. Does that mean anything? So now having this information from episode one, they have not locked probably any edits on these shows. They will now probably start to craft that narrative around. Right. I mean, thinking of the from the season super tease of how that's going to be edited together. I'm sure it's going to be explosive. How are they going to be at BravoCon? Like, what is oh, that whole experience going to be? It's going to be awkward for us now. Right. We got to see you guys together in a room and it's going to be horrible. And I think that is, that's something that like in terms of the actual television narrative, this is kind of the ideal schedule. And so it's it does make it a little questionable on Carl's part, again, knowing what little we know. Was it super organic that this breakup happened the week that filming ended for the season? It's I just he's such not a showman. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when he, you know, when he was drinking, he was more obviously gregarious, but he just doesn't come off as that. 
you know, like Sandoval, we were talking earlier, like he just doesn't, he doesn't stop still. He's off season. He's saying stupid stuff still. It's not like Carl's going out on tour with Carl, Carl Radke and the backbeaters. He's not going on tour now. You know, like we don't know what he necessarily did, but it's really awkward timing. And do we want to really believe that Carl, this guy that woke up early, made his bed, went on a run, drank a bunch of water before 9 a.m., that he is literally going, I need to make my yearly nut right now or I'm screwed because we know from Kyle that he didn't do very good at Loverboy. He's not good with regular jobs, potentially. <laughs> He's not on Winter House this coming season. I mean, is that a isn't that weird, though, when the actual reality of reality becomes the storyline of this pressure you feel to make your rent to keep being popular? Yeah. I mean, I think with Scandaval, that's one of the one of the more interesting kind of tales that we're following of it is how, you know, Jax Taylor is suddenly going to be on some show again. Yeah. And Kristen is going to be on some show again. Like, there is a real economy and there's, you know, you have a a good year and a bad year and, you know, a bad few years. And like with Summer House, it's like these people are not so established that if they got, you know, dropped off the show next year, it's like, what does that look like for them? Not every Not everybody's going to have you know, spinoff after spinoff thrown their way. But that's the fascinating thing of like, you know, we were talking about housewives too, of like these people that get into the game of this, it becomes this game. It's no longer just living your life. You're, li you're living your lives. You're living for the show. Yeah. You're living for content. And, you know, Craig, you know, is somebody that's so, you know, even Craig in the season uh, premiere of Southern Charm, like he ends it. Like he's like, you don't do this to me, Taylor, and like runs out. And you know that Craig Craig walked out of there going, that's how you do a scene. Like he's aware. Right. right. Like every, coming into that type of thing, Southern Charm is such an interesting cop because these people truly have lived like their en you know, entire adult lives, whatever, how long has been on the show. Like <laughs> yeah. we've seen it all. Like they know that they're showing up. This is these, it's, you know, Madison and Brett's like wedding after you're finally meeting my man party. But it's also, <laughs> it's the season premiere party like yeah. that's what it is they know that it's like one of the first days of shooting right and so it's like taylor knows that she has to like establish herself as a solo cast member not as you know they all kind of have their objectives to like you know start the season in a good position like pole position if i was a producer i would let i would remind taylor like he did this to you you know like he's he said he was going to be you know your forever that you had tamed him you know like you would remind taylor of this you would remind craig craig do you want another drink you are killing it today you everything that you're saying is making sense like i wonder if those kind of gooses because it's not actually forming the reality because that's in craig but craig also is i really consider him one of my favorite housewives he's like a sh like like just the he really brings it on in a way a housewife does. Do you like Craig or do you think he's good at reality TV? I think, well, it's that mixture. It's like, that's so bad. It's good mixture of, I like that he likes being on reality television. Yeah. And there is something inherently charming about Craig. There's something inherently charming about all the Southern charm men, but he's just not to the, the way of like Tamara, where she's very aware of the game. You know, Craig had sound bites last year of like, you know, I'm the, I'm the number one guy on Bravo on yeah. this. He's aware of the fandom. I mean, I read his book or I listened to his audio book and it's like, you know, sewing down South happened because of the fandom and all of this stuff. I think he's very aware and I think he's kind of good at it, but that's hard when you're really good is when you get drunk. Yeah. 
I think it's tough also because sometimes people obviously want to see these storylines that are, you know, massaged in this way yeah. that makes them most watchable. But also people really have a negative reaction to when they feel like somebody is performing for the camera. It's such a thin line, it's right? Such a, it's such a thin line and such a it's so easy to kind of overdo it. I think that with Summer House, I think that's maybe a little more of a concern that it's like because it is so constructed of we're all living in this share house together that we come to for we're nearing 40 that we come to for mm, six odd weekends a year and you know new people that are 10 years younger than us will just arrive just filter in like menudo we just reinvent the band i think with summer house that is kind of one of the challenges that maybe we don't think about enough that it's like this is one of the few shows on Bravo that specifically exists in this constructed environment versus, you know, your Vanderpump, your Southern Charm, all the Housewives shows are, you know, within the circle of friends yeah. of everyday life. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. You know, I mean, there is there's a big brother element to Summer House that I actually I particularly enjoyed their uh, pandemic their season. Pandemic season. I thought so I was good. like, "Wow, great!" And then I even was, I you know, not conspiratorial, but I was like, "That oven has not worked for like a month," and I bet, I bet they're just telling them that oven doesn't work because they know it would actually make good content of them keep complaining about the oven. They're, they're like waiting for Amanda to get desperate enough to like <laughs> she break was, her quarantine and drive to Home like, Depot. We're watching them do microwaved uh, meals. I know Summer House is is one of those fascinating shows because I also. I know you're a big sports fan. I hope it's like the NFL where you watch Kyle having to suit up each summer. Like, can I do it again? Like, eventually these bodies are going to wear out. And you can't keep drinking at this level and partying at this level. Yeah, Kyle is... I, oh God, it, it is hard to, to picture at this point. What is the summer house dismount for these OGs? Oh, like, is what? it a dismount or is it just a fall on your face? <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, like for for people like Kyle and Amanda, they are back at the Winter House. We got the for the yeah. trailer for the season, and I I like what they're doing with Winter House this season. They're they're mixing it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Brian, Ben, you got you know, Brian from Family Karma. Tom Schwartz is going to be there. A I don't need Sandy. I don't need Captain of, Sandy. But uh, a couple of below deck. We have Malia. We have. Katie, Katie yeah. who was a chief stew. She look, she's the one that looks like Kira Knightley, if you can't keep Katie straight. Floody, yeah. Fl- um, Flutie? Fl- Fl- uh, yeah. <laughs> Captain Sandy making an appearance. God, I don't know why. But um, one of the Summer House Martha's Vineyard girlies is going to be there. Yeah, jo- jo- uh, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing because Winter House started basically as a Southern Charm and Summer House mashup with like some randos added and it feels like they're kind of leaning into it as this mixing pot of yeah, all the yeah, different yeah. which shows. which I'm okay. I mean like it, it didn't start that way and of course like that's like you said you know Lindsay and Carl aren't a part of this um I know Sandoval was supposed to be a part of this but then Scandoval happened but like I'm okay with those mashups as long as you don't lose I was about to say original charm but I don't know how charming the actually is well I think I think the question is with Winterhouse, the first and second seasons, a lot of the storylines, which it's only like six episodes long, so as much storyline as there is, was built on what has happened with these people that we've seen. And people like Malia and Katie, 
as much as you may or may not have liked them on their individual seasons of Below Deck, they're not really bringing any baggage into this show. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to ask Malia about when she ratted out Hannah like four years ago on Below Deck Med. Like that's not that's not like a storyline. If somebody brings in volume to the winter house, she's like, and that's what Sandy comes for. She's like, Sandy, I need you here now. We have uh we, we're breaking maritime law. <laughs> right. I don't think maritime law is gonna come into play at this season of Winter House, but it's like, do we get enough out of these people anyway that it's kind of like, is the juice going to be worth the squeeze? I would say uh, no until I heard that that Katie and Schwartz, Katie from Blow Deck, have a showmance. And to me, that's fascinating because it sets up that Game of Thrones kind of lore where you're like, whoa, we know that Schwartz was right. This was like right as Scandaval was like almost peaking. He goes off and does Winter House. All of those things happened with Katie and he hooks up with a new Katie at the, like when all of this is going on with his best friend, he, you know, tells Andy on watch what happens live. Like my buddy got lost in the sauce and he don't, he doesn't. That's amazing. Yeah. I do think also it's probably for the best that the, the timelines of these shows are going to be a little less intertwined because there was a period last year when winter house was on and it was like, okay, so this was happening right after Southern charm had filmed and summer house had filmed like six months before, but we hadn't seen the season yet. And Southern charm was airing. And it was like, where are we in the storylines with all these people? Like Austin is at the winter house potentially inviting Olivia. And it's like, wait, what? Like <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. Well, because this, we have Corey and Samantha, right? Cause Corey is a main cast member and Sam comes up to visit from the preview or the trailer. Right. And Corey has been flirting with a bunch of, I think Malia's one of them and somebody else. And we see like an intense scene with Sam and Malia, I think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like winter house is like low stakes for me. I'm like, I hope it's entertaining, but also like at the end of the day, at the I just like that Bravo finally, you know, a couple of years ago decided, listen, 90 Day Fiance is doing universe building. As scary as that is, like, it's very scary if you're in the 90 Day universe. But I always thought, Bravo, like, we are under, like, this shared universe. Like, capitalize on that. So yeah. this is that attempt to do that. So I'm all for different, you know, trying different things out. That's why I my, my idea still stands. I want there to be, like, a ultimate girls trip not specifically for housewives that's like hot moms or whatever. And I want it to be like Golnessa. Yes. And I want it to be, um, I had a list at one point, like Lala. Like I, I want like, I want like a girl's trip that's not so. Or what about a, like uh, ultimate girl's trip housewives in training? And that's where yeah. you have like the people that are like, oh, like, Lala should be on Beverly so Hills. Like, Lindsay <laughs> should be on New York, that kind of thing. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing 
readable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Speaking of New York, are you, yeah. you're up to date? Yep. What do you think about these these last couple episodes in Ankula? So I, I thought about this deeply, actually, way too, because I was watching OC this week, and I don't know, I used to be more of like when they're doing like water aerobics, that was like fun. And as I get older, it's I'm like, come on, let's get to the talking. Let's get to the, the relationship. So then you have New York, and it's all trying to build these relationships. They're playing like dinner party games of trying to get to know each other because they don't necessarily mm-hmm. yet. I'm still, I'm still invested and I'm still finding something, multiple things to love each episode. I just think this is like, you know, setting that foundation. So when shit does hit the fan next season or the season after this foundation has been set. But I see a lot of people's comments of like enough with the talking and your stories. I, yeah, I see what you mean. I think for me, the last couple episodes have gotten a little stagnant just in terms of what's happened on the trip so far. It's like, okay, so the the main drama from last week into this week was that not everyone believed Jessel's story, her story upbringing, about yeah. not growing up rich. It's like, okay. <laughs> At a certain point, I mean, Sai is like, we just want to know about you. And Jessel's like, well... <laughs> You asked and I told you, and now you're calling me a liar. So like you either know something that I'm not saying or you don't, and you just want to not believe me. It's like, 
this isn't this isn't interesting because because if there's not going to be any kind of revelation yeah it's like okay so you just you think she seems rich or or what like what's you know there there i totally get it but i think this is the low there's low stakes housewives but we're so used to housewives on steroids because Mm -hmm. of like erica jane and all of those kind of things that we actually when we start you know, I always thought of Real Housewives of New York, and I know this is blasphemy to a lot of people, but what I loved about these women, they were complete characters, but it was also in the dialogue. It was in them talking over each other. There weren't like, I mean, there went to be like huge things happening down the line, but it was just how insane these women are. To me, Jessel is a character. She's a character. Oh, so absolutely. if you tee her up, it's just that I think we're so used to housewives on steroids that when you get to these simpler, smaller, we're fighting over a phone, we're fighting over a dinner reservation, we're fighting over that. I think sometimes that pales in comparison to the, the real exciting stuff. Yeah. I th- I do think we needed a little bit of Marisol Patton coming into that oh. dinner to ask who they trust the least. Cause I think, I think with the dinner parties, it's like, I like that you're getting to know each other, but Everybody sharing an embarrassing story isn't actually as interesting as it seemed like they might have been enjoying hearing the stories more than the audience at home was enjoying hearing. Right. It's one of those things where when you hear about how like a crazy group dinner on Housewives that was a six minute scene was actually three hours long. (laughs) And it's like, right. So we obviously don't need to see everything and seeing each person share their hilarious embarrassing yeah. story it's like so i wish there would have been something to to jump to yeah no i mean listen i'm fascinated as anybody that bryn put a tampon in her butt great <laughs> amazing but then you just get then six more stories of something that's lesser than that it just all does kind of blend together but like i said to me this is like this building season is that mm. we're trying to invest in these women so when shit does hit the fan and I think it will like you feel like it's about to pop off like even at the very end that felt a little forced with Uba popping off to Aaron uh, about the phone but at the same time it was even kind of like yeah because there's like some physical action well and I think we haven't seen specifically from Uba really any kind of like aggression or like that energy at all like just that kind of reactive like getting activated that hasn't really been something we've seen from her yet this season so to me that is the exciting part where it's like is this a a personality trait that she has that we haven't seen yet where it's like oh if you mess with her stuff or whatever she can get super heated like that's that's the kind of thing where you kind of want to have like the full you know if you have like if somebody has like a, a Pokemon card that's like all their different attributes. It's like, okay, so like if you if you take her phone for yeah. 45 minutes, she's she, gonna flip a table. Like, good, good, file that away. Good to know. Aaron's interesting too, because Aaron, you know, whether you dislike her or like her, she does that kind of backtracky thing of, oh, I didn't know that was gonna offend you. Oh, I didn't know this. And that plays decently well on reality because she's, I mean, she's going to continue to stick her foot in mess. Time like she and and I think in a second or a third season, it's going to really turn against her in a bad way. But that's that's a necessary character. Right. And if her if her whole thing is like doing something that somebody doesn't like and then being like, God, it was a joke. Lighten up. It's like <laughs> I do like Bryn kind of being like, what's the joke? Yeah. Bryn was, I'm leave not... being funny to me. <laughs> like, uh, OK, like what? 
what was the joke? I missed the joke. We're not laughing. <laughs> I'm curious about Jenna because Jenna, everybody was like kind of up in arms that Jenna didn't get that chair next to Andy at the reunion. Yeah. And it was Jessel and Aaron. But I totally get that because Jenna, I think, is just obviously a legend. But she has there's an awkwardness to her that, you know, I think she's great in that second chair. I'm curious if she'll come back for another season. Yeah, I think now that they've filmed the reunion and, you know, everybody showed up, I think it's going to be, I'm really wondering at the reunion if the experience of being out in the world like this, because they really filmed in a bubble. They announced yeah. the cast at the beginning of filming at BravoCon, but then they, nobody was paying attention to them while they were filming this show. So I'm kind of hopeful that the the press cycles and the attention and the seeing the confessionals and the, you know, kind of getting, getting their feet wet a little more in the game of housewifery will kind of activate a couple of them. It's interesting because I think sometimes that excites someone. And then sometimes like, you know, Bren had a tough time and was like, stop making memes about where I work or where I don't work. And like, she seemed to really get bothered about that. And when the reality of this kind of low level fame at first hits, it probably is good. Like, I think Jenna's getting complimented so much. I think she must hopefully feel the love. A lot of people seem like they say amazing things about her, but it's interesting when somebody's not used to that and all of a sudden they're uh, a meme. Yeah. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed 
for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Speaking of going from one season into the next, Orange County has finished. They've filmed their reunion. We're waiting to see what that's like. And then today... We got the news that Shannon Bedore was arrested for driving under the influence and a hit and run. She she clipped a house, according to TMZ. It's tough. We talked about it more on your show, but it's it's. Listen, I talked to Archie earlier. Archie is unharmed. Archie's great. I mean, the dog was with her. Archie says. Wait, I mean, was the dog at a bar with her? Like, how was the dog in the car with her and she was hammered? Yeah, we're we're still. So we got this initial TMZ report. We're still missing a lot of the. Do we? Are we? Is this one of those things? Because you said she didn't have to get bond like bailed out. Yeah. Do we get a Shannon Bedore mugshot? Because by the way, in the Betches offices, you guys have mugshots of all these famous reality show people. Will we get, I don't think I could emotionally handle a Shannon Bedore mugshot. I don't think Shannon Bedore could emotionally handle a Shannon exactly. Bedore mugshot. Exactly. I can see, that, I'll see the pain. As much as, look, first of all, nobody should be driving drunk. There's no, there's no good excuse for it. It's, you know, it's not a laughing matter to, to do that, whatever. But like, I also am like, is Shannon good? Like, can somebody like go hang out at her house and make sure that she's like, you know, in a good place? Because it, it's tough because we've watched this season, Shannon kind of go through it and then this breakup happened. We've watched others. Like, Remember Bronwyn's um, uh, wedding nuptials, like the re-wedding nuptials? <laughs> yes. When her and John Jansen and her, their kids, they shared that hotel room and Shannon and John kept going to the bathroom to fill their glasses up with like vodka or tequila. The, and I was like, these guys are part of their relationship is based on having some cocktails. It seems like they're that type of relationship that like, hey, let's sit by the dock and have some cocktails. Uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. It seemed like that was a part of their relationship. We've seen that time and time again. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think other than, you know, reacting to the news itself, the biggest kind of takeaway from this has been, where is Gina and can we get a camera on her ASAP because obviously her. Gina must just be doing like cartwheel. But also Gina, she'll be like, I know I love Shannon. Like there's no way she's going to be like, see, I told you. I did see, I saw a tweet that was like, I think this is the first time that somebody's housewife position for next season will be secured by a different person's DUI. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. But it's like, usually something that's happens so to you and it's like, oh, we need that next season. That's <laughs> so, because I really, I mean, no offense to Gina, but I thought she was on the bubble. I mean, I thought really like, yeah, because they 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 threw so many storylines up against the wall this season for her with the real estate, Travis uh, being upset about Jen and Ryan for some reason, that triggering her. And none of those really seem to have stuck, but she's really trying this season all of a sudden. But you're right. That's what we would actually kind of be really curious to see is her reaction to Shannon after this season. Well, and I do think she, Gina is in the position where She's now been on the show long enough where even if you don't personally have much affinity for her, she is really a part of this group over the last era of Orange County. And I think similar to Jennifer and Jackie when they joined 
New Jersey together, she and Emily have kind of like quietly become veteran house. That's very, I mean, I mean, so like just being on the show makes them now organic friends when they weren't before. So there is power in that. It's interesting when you start to think about it, like Saturday Night Live casting of like, which cast members are they going to keep? Like Lauren Michaels always was famous for like, they waited to the last minute. And it seems like the housewives are a lot too. They don't get a lot of heads up about like if they're asked back or not. People don't know if they're demoted to friends of. It seems like really intense once you get into that ecosystem. Yeah. And I think with having Vicky on this trip the last couple of weeks, the fact that Gina and Emily have been on the show long enough to have the Vicky Gunvalson experience from <laughs> season 13. And then Vicky left or got demoted first and then left. They stayed. And so now Vicky's coming back and there actually is like weirdly kind of a, a lot of history between them because Vicky has been saying, you know, nasty things about them in the press and where she can <laughs> over the last few years. And so it's like, it is kind of funny that all of a sudden it's like, Oh, like there's been a lot of, tumult in OC the last few seasons, you know, with Kelly leaving and Bronwyn leaving. And we've been through two blonde Jens and a Noella <laughs> and a an Elizabeth Vargas, I'm told, happened <laughs> once. Like, there's been a lot of oh, turnover Elizabeth in Vargas. OC. And Gina and Emily have, like, they've weathered the storm. I mean, they, they, they have. I mean, you were at the Watch What Happens Live with those three last week. I mean, was it palpable in the audience when Vicky was named the Lifetime Achievement Award at BravoCon? It looked like she was like about to like she like over the moon. Like it yes. looked like she needed that. She was she, like, yeah, Vicky needs a win. Like, I think it's clear that she feels very, to me, insecure about her standing. standing. Yeah. And that there was even there was one of the games they played with them was like or one of the questions that they got asked was like, who, like who shouldn't ever come back from OC? And Tamara said Gretchen, which is like, sure, fine, whatever. But before Tamara answered, Vicky was like, you better not say me. And it's like, I know. why did she say you? Like, you're, you're literally sitting right here. You're like, I love that even housewives together. have imposter syndrome about being housewives. Right. And I think with Vicky, probably prior to season 14, she probably felt like as long as this show was on, of course she was going to be in the first chair. Yeah. And that was taken away from her. And, you know, I have to imagine that the demotion and then that was like a whole. But everything swings around. Like it's, right. it's interesting. That's a part of the fascination about Housewives is now it's been on so long. It's like you have this kind of Rocky style comeback where you picture Vicky out there in the woods training of like da 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 trying to get back to that position. <laughs> and it feels like such a journey that when, you know, watch what happens live. I just sense that it just looked like she was tearing up and like it looked like she was surprised and like, oh, my yeah. God, it finally happened. And it was the kind of thing where like after when we got off the set, I was like, oh, like, congratulations, like. She's like, thank you so much. Like, it's just very like, hold me. It means a lot. And I, I, it is kind of the way like Tamra got asked back this season on Watch What Happens Live with an orange and an announcement. And Vicky's just like popping up at lunch, surprising them in Mexico. It's like they're, they're not on the same track. And I, I love it when Vicky came in in that scene and everybody was like, what's up? Like Emily and Gina were like, Hey Vic, what's going on? <laughs> right. Like it, it doesn't, you know, I, I guess maybe if you're like a Vicky Stan, you feel differently because there, those people do exist. But like, 
it doesn't feel like it's this earth shattering moment that it's like <gasps> the OG of the OC is back in Mexico. It's like, okay, here we can make you back. I bet. I mean, I bet they will announce her return to the cast at BravoCon. That's I've heard that posited as uh, yeah i mean it would be the perfect time and i bet they probably surprise her again with it like at the actual lifetime award ceremony because it seems like they keep her in the dark with a lot of things wouldn't it be such a flex if he was like i'm good thanks (laughs) you know what i'm gonna doing really good i'm gonna take my lifetime achievement award and ride into the sunset on a family van yeah unfortunately i mean not unfortunately but i i just don't think most housewives are wired that way no, not at all. I mean, they they will accept until they can no longer. I mean, like, the only thing that I get frustrated about, like, we've, we've made, you know, these women and some of them deservedly legends, but I also want to always leave room. That's why I still support the Roni is like new. There's how many amazing women are out there that we haven't met? How many people with like a little bit of screw loose, but really funny or just magnetic? There's so many amazing women out there that we have not, be, you know, so sometimes I get worried about these spots that we're like filling in with OGs when I'm like, wait, there's got to be a great person story that we can invest in that we have no clue of yet. Totally. I think, you know, casting is a, it's always like a tricky balance, but it's like, yeah. Have like, you ever had a casting director on of just like no. what they go through and like, oh, it just had that feeling, the je ne sais quoi. I feel like they wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> I would be so curious of like, what is like, oh, I just had a feeling about it. The problem is I feel like if I got a Housewives casting director on the line, I would just be like, what about this? Have you ever thought of this? <laughs> Do you, have you ever talked to this person, this like D-list celebrity to be like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> but, I love watching Housewives casting tapes, though. It re- like you oh, can yeah. watch those on YouTube and like it keeps it reminds me of SNL auditions because they're trying to like put their best foot forward, trying to say their craziest stories. And as we saw like last season, like they use Jen Shaw's audition tape against her to put her in prison. <laughs> Careful, careful what you wish for, ladies, if you're uh I know, like she was like bragging, like, oh, I have 50,000 on this, 50,000 on that. That all stuff is admissible. I know. That's crazy. Well, Ryan. Don't say it's over. Do not say it's over, Dylan. It's It's over when I say it's it's over. It's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. Uh, But thank you so much for joining me today. And congratulations. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Back with new episodes starting today as a Betches podcast. Go listen to the episode I did with Dylan right now. Yeah, you can listen wherever you get your mention at all and all your other all your other great podcasts. Uh, but thank you so much, Ryan. You'll be back for sure. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.